I was arguing with one of my friends, and this was one of the only friends that knew what I was going through. So they kind of knew I had an idea when I left. Oh shit, he's gonna go, he's gonna do it. I was about 10, 15 feet away from that railroad track when I heard the honk. And I'm like, damn, there goes my plan. Now I gotta come up with something completely different now. Like, that's what I was thinking. And like, she came to save me. And I was like, you fucked up my plan. I get in the car. All I know is they just made a right turn. And then I looked at my friend in the driver's seat and I just mumbled under my breath, fuck this. I opened the door, jumped out, boom. Head hits the concrete. My name is Chris Batts. I am from the Antelope Valley, a couple hours south of Los Angeles, California. From what my grandma told me when I was five, she said my dad left and he didn't really want a kid. So my mom gave birth to me. She didn't want a kid after six months. I guess she was on her way to a modeling career from what my grandma tells me. And this modeling career sort of got paused because she got pregnant. So she went through, she had the baby. I don't know if it was postpartum depression or whatever it is after a woman has a kid. When I was six months old, she threw me in a dumpster in a local neighborhood dumpster across the street and left. So I guess she could do her own thing. A neighbor came out and was taking out their trash and they hear a baby crying. So they picked me up and was like, oh my God, I know this kid. I know his mom. Like, what is this baby doing in the trash? So the neighbor took me and kept me with her and called my grandma and said, I have your grandson right here and I'm not letting him go anywhere until you get here. So my grandma had me from that time at six months all the way till I was about three and a half or four. My grandma had a nervous breakdown. She was in the hospital for a year. So within this time, I was a few places in between. Then I ended up staying with the sister that my mom hates the absolute most. So you can pretty much guess this was a very horrible household. They treated me like horribly, sort of ironic because we went to church every Sunday and sometimes Wednesdays and during the week. And they were like so holy, but they would nitpick their Bible verses. And there's one that they said, the Bible says, you spare the rod, you spoil the child. So in that sense, they took that as, okay, we have full access permission to, to beat your ass whenever we want, because that means we'll go to heaven. And I used to count back in the day. If I went a week without getting like whooped, then that's an accomplishment. There's times I had a bunch of marks and bruises and stuff. And I would get asked by my teachers, like, are you in trouble at home? I was so scared at home, I would say no, because I thought if I said that and I get home, I would get more. Was I afraid of God? Hell yeah. I was terrified of God, this God in the sky that's like, I'm gonna kill you and you're gonna burn and you're gonna like be to like tortured for life. Your soul is not gonna get any rest. 
and we're going to the church every week. With my home life and my thoughts on religion, I was just pretty all messed up already. I felt like I had nothing. I said, I'm gonna make the decision to raise myself because there's no one else here that can do it for me. I had to literally like start teaching myself life by just strictly observing and experience. To me, I was already an adult at the age of like 15. I was like, oh, I'm ready for life. You don't gotta tell me anything. I would stay out however late I wanted, come back whenever I wanted. Then you start getting behind in school. I was sitting at graduation in the bleachers because I didn't graduate. After high school, your friends start progressing in life. You're not. They have people to help them progress and give them just that little boost. You don't. When they've gained their first houses, their first apartments, their first cars and all that, I'm going to the county building trying to get $200 in a month on the bus, no change, you know, so I'm embarrassed enough to tell people I need help. I'm embarrassed to tell people that I'm on the bus. Embarrassed led to that depression that I had as a kid. I was so depressed, I got numb. I tried all the pills I could. Uh, I would drink every day. Prescription cough syrup, got bored of that. Okay, let me go back to the drinking. Nope, got bored of that. So I was like, I tried different stuff and I guess like my, I never really had the addictive personality. I just got bored of things and I wanted to do something else. Mind you, my life is just, I have nobody I can count on in my family. Friends are move on. I'm too embarrassed to tell them I need help. Family I know don't want you to do anything in your life. So it's like, I'm going to get out of here. So I went to the train station and timed every train that passed. I just stayed there watching it pass by, looking at the time. So I know, okay, I'm going to choose this time and this day to jump in front of a train. And whatever happens, happens. I don't care. What could be worse than being here right now? I was arguing with one of my friends. And this was one of the only friends that knew what I was going through. So they kind of knew I had an idea when I left. Oh, shit, he's going to go. He's going to do it. So they somehow, I'm sure, followed me. I was about 10, 15 feet away from that railroad track when I heard the honk. And I'm like, damn, there goes my plan. Now I got to come up with something completely different now. Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, she came to save me. And I was like, ah, you fucked up my plan. So I get in the car. Mind you, out of all this time, my mom calls me. And I'm like, what the hell? How, like, what a time for her to call me now when I'm really, literally about to kill myself. And I haven't talked to my mom in years Years, I don't know how long it's been. I'm thinking maybe she's calling to apologize. This could change my whole entire outlet on everything. She says, your grandma said she was that you were looking for me because I asked her, how did you get my number? She said, your grandma gave me your number and said you were asking about me and I called you to tell you that I don't want you. You're not my son and hung up. So I said, okay. I looked at my phone and said, fuck you, you never were. Rolled down the window, tossed the phone out. All I know is they just made a right turn and they kept going. And then I looked at my friend in the driver's seat and I just mumbled under my breath, fuck this. I opened the door, jumped out, boom. Head hits the concrete. 
I'm like, I think this hurts because I wasn't sure if it hurt. And I was like, oh, let me just go home. And then it was hard to get up. And something's like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Some keeps telling me that. So I keep trying to get up and try to like pull myself as hard. So I use like all my force to just pull myself up. And I just, it was like this suction feeling like going right out. And I look down and see a body laying right there. And I'm like, that's my body. I'm like, nah, that's my mind messing with me. I'm just going to go home now. I took about three steps. Everything was just different colors, slow motion. Next thing you know, I'm like, how the f could this happen? And I just get this feeling right here from the most dominant force you'll ever feel in your life. I knew it was God because you just know it was that strong. I could compare it to being hit by lightning every time, just constantly. After every sentence, it was after every statement, just and I had a bunch of questions in my head. And just in the order the questions were in my head, they were answered. I was thinking, who are you? So it was like, let me reintroduce myself. I am God. Yes, I am real. Yes, angels are real. They're a gift for me. Want to meet them? I didn't believe in angels, so I said no. I'm like, I don't want to see no angels. I don't believe in that stuff. That stuff for TV, I thought. And I just see like this projector screen like comes up. You see a lady walking, like a prostitute. She's walking by, he's like, I love her. Then you see this guy with a suit and a briefcase. He's like, just straight at, she's like, I love him. And then you see this guy on a skateboard with a joint. And God's like, I love him. What I took from that was he wanted me to know you think you're not good enough, but you are. Because I love everybody. Then he says, I will go to the end of the world so that everyone is with me. I was like, oh, he'll literally will go to the end of the earth for us just so we can be with him because he loves us like that. I said, what am I supposed to do when I go back to earth so people don't think I'm crazy? And he says, go and tell everyone that I love them. I didn't see him at all. I just felt him. He gets on a knee and then gives me a hug. The hug was very like tight and safe and I did not want him to let go. So the first meeting with like Source was, oh my God, I don't deserve to be here. Get me out of here. I'm not perfect. Let me go get perfect. It went from that to don't let me go from this hug. I felt cared for and I wasn't used to that. I definitely was not used to being someone caring about me like what mm -mm. not like genuinely unconditionally mm. I would say he's a male right because like his dominance was just so like manly male it was like the most macho male but that hug and his care caring was way more than woman like way more than a woman so it's like kind of both and all in one so that's why I just kind of say source. I don't really call him him or her or I just say it. So now here's the actual part where I'm in the air. I see the clouds, a bunch of angels flying everywhere. 
And then there was two particular ones I just recognized. Like I just knew them. It seemed like they were familiar and like I knew them all my life. These angels I'm actually looking at, like I didn't see God, but I'm actually seeing these angels. I see everything around me, just like I'm looking at you right now. The one on my left, I mean, I look at him, it's like this beetle kind of face. I didn't really get the best look at his face because there was so much light shining down from it. It was like looking at the sun. Then I look to the right. This one is more human than anything. Human face, curly brown hair, blue jeans, brown sandals with a red flannel shirt and the sleeves are like rolled up to his elbows. I know a lot of people like to compare it to the brawny man. I kind of compare it to if people that know Roseanne, uh, Dan Connor, he has who he reminded me of was Dan Connor. So he says, you have so much to do for so many people. And I was like, I do? They're like, look down. So I look down. I see my body laying there. I see the friend I was with. I see the ambulances. I just felt this big urgency to go back to Earth. The one on my left side, he was like frustrated, like in a stern voice. Are you sure you want to go? But I guess he wasn't mad at me. He was upset at what happened to me in life. This was my chance to say, hell no, I'm out of here. I'm not going back there. But for some reason, I felt this huge, like, I guess, responsibility or urge, this huge urge to go back. When I said, okay, I'll go back, it was like the blink of an eye. I wake up two days later in the hospital. I just remember them calling me Miracle and saying that we thought you were dead. We didn't think you were coming back. They said I hemorrhaged, I don't know how many times. And they said there was nothing. I was gone. The day I was actually released from the hospital, I was being wheelchaired out to the car. So I couldn't walk, couldn't talk, I didn't have senses, none of, all that stuff was gone. And I looked up at the sky and I seen the mountain, I seen the clear sky, the sun, the horizon, everything was just like perfect, but it looked different. I knew there was something out there that's good. And the God that was loving and caring and doesn't judge us, that's when I knew that God actually is the real God. I never feared death ever again after that. That's when everything changed. I just knew I have to find out the truth. So I started going through all types of stuff on Google, like the truth about religion, the truth about the Bible, the books that didn't make it in the Bible. I, you know, I wanted to know a bunch of stuff. Why didn't these books make it in the Bible? I want to read them. I looked at a lot of stuff trying to find out the truth, trying to compare it to, is this something that I can believe? I changed my perspective about death. I changed my career even. I was doing hard labor and working at the mall and clothing stores and all this different stuff. I started working with special ed kids because I somehow felt like they were closer to God than a lot of people. I felt like the special ed kids, they don't get the certain life skills that a lot of the other kids get. 
but spirit wise they're like so connected so i wanted to be around my kids that are connected suicide is real and a lot of people don't have the experience i did if i didn't have my experience i probably would have been another lost soul out there i just got lucky enough to come back and tell the people that are suicidal that god source loves you and there's someone in the world that loves you too you just got to open your mouth there's someone out there that'll help you i was too pretty much embarrassed to even speak out on it which the average suicidal person won't and that's when they're gonna do something because they're not talking about it i say there's someone out there that does care don't be embarrassed one thing i always say the situation you might have in life if you change your thought you could change your life change the way you feel about yourself and then see what happens after that i think the purpose of life is to experience i think to better our souls to make mistakes at a certain time and then by the time you move on and progress to your next life goal your next soul journey you'll take mistakes that you learned from the life you lived your soul will be better